Hi, everybody. Okay, so I want to give you two questions. Two questions that are going to make it really easy to start those of you who already are practicing in this brain-based model of chiropractic, which by the way, chiropractic is brain-based. I agree with you. Chiropractic has always been brain-based. Chiropractic is about correcting, analyzing, correcting vertebral subluxation, removing interference, allowing the neurology to efficiently communicate, which of course is about the brain and the nervous system. But the problem is, is we've moved away from, um, you know, the simplicity in brain-based practice and Sometimes um, we don't know how in our profession to integrate some of these amazing brain-based concepts like primitive reflexes and gross motor function and eye movements and neurodevelopmental disorders and chronic stress response in all ages to be able to take the brain-based concepts to make the case for chiropractic and not create incongruencies in our practice with chiropractic philosophy and science. but would actually use the brain-based concepts that we're seeing um, out there in all different professions to really allow us to step in and lead the brain-based conversation that's happening in psychology, that's happening in education, it's happening in the medical communities, but we have this amazing opportunity to um, increase utilization of chiropractic, to improve results, to blend um, what people are saying out there what, to make the case for what we do as chiropractors to make us really be the, rightfully so, the foundation of um, the team for people that are living in a stressed world, you know, physical, chemical, emotional stress. And one of the first concepts, what we do in the Focus Academy is teach simple concepts to find the simplicity on the far side of complexity of working with kids with neurobehavioral challenges, working with adults with stress, chronic stress response, with understanding how to lead with the brain to make the case for what we do. One of those concepts that's really big and foundational that we could, we could spend and we do in the certification series, a long time finding the depth in, but you have to first start with this concept is in your exam, in your case history, in your exam, in your re-exams, you need to ask and answer two big questions. This is a gateway to starting to incorporate all this cool stuff that we know, polyvagal theory, um, what's happening in neuro-based education and psychology and all of this into making the case for chiropractic into your practice without changing your practice, just making the case for what you do by knowing a little more not necessarily doing more. Two big questions. First question, do we have indicators of altered neurological function, input processing output errors? First question, and in our exam, we talk about what to look for on that. This is your subluxation, right? This is where we locate, analyze subluxation. There should be a movement or structural component to that. This is where you might have things in there in your exam. And we teach you exactly what to put in your exam and how to execute it and your re-exam and to know how to use that to guide your care plans, to guide your change of frequency, to know when to work with other providers in addition to you as the foundation. But in that first part of that first question, are there indicators of altered neurological function? There's a structural component. This is where you might have range of motion, posture, palpation, tonal changes. Um, that's where we look at that x-rays. Second part of answering that first question, are there neurological, are there indicators of neurological change? 
and we don't just want to look at one i like to look at multiple this is where you might look at pupillary response this is where you might look at thermography this is where you might look at heart rate variability right or all of those we want to make the case not just by saying hey every person is subluxated by saying i need to make the case to ask and answer the first question are there indicators of altered neurological function, input processing output challenges, and here's the clinical clues I'm gonna look for on a simple exam to make the case to ask, ask and answer the first question. The second question, how's that impacting the brain? So this is where we have to know a little bit more. We teach you on the first hierarchy, the watch and wonder hierarchy. You need to know a little bit more about the typical trajectory of development and function and processing. So we know the brain is not fully developed at birth. We know we have to move through this trajectory of development. We know at different stages of development, we gain different tools. We become more sophisticated in the tools that we use to process our world. We know that that's a bit of a moving target. You can have an individual that's fully developed using their whole brain, very active in the prefrontal cortex, great executive function, no primitive reflexes, awesome gross motor, cross body, and they have massive amount of stress and they can have some regression and that will show up on this second question. This is your functional brain-based exam. Or you can have an individual child who has gaps in moving through that developmental trajectory. This is where we have to look at primitive reflexes, gross motor, fine motor, auditory verbal processing, uh, eye movements, visual cognition, higher cognition, executive function. We have to look at all of this and we can do it simply. This whole exam, first question, Second question can be done in quickly. It can be done in less than 30 minutes. Sometimes it can be done in less than 15 minutes if you're doing a lot of observation. And some of these kids and adults, you need to gather a lot of this information through observation because they may not be able to engage in you know, standing for an exam and going through the exam in this really typical way because um, it may be too much of a demand for them. So you learn what a typical exam looks like, learn how to ask and answer these two questions and what that looks like typically. And then we teach you how to use your observational and engagement tools to observe you know, these kids and adults walking through your office to get little indicators of gross motor, fine motor, vestibular, auditory, verbal, to engage and watch and observe how they're interacting with your staff, other kids in the waiting room, to observe how they're coloring. What does that tell you about gross motor, fine motor, primitive reflex, palmer uh, reflex? So you can gather all of this information to ask and answer these two questions to get a window into do we have altered neurological function input processing output what are the stressors that may have led to that physical chemical emotional on your brain-based case history and are there indicators that there's this or something else impacting the way that they're currently using their brain causing regression and or are that the way they're moving through development what are their primary tools primitive reflex, gross motor, fine motor, auditory verbal, eye movement, visual cognitive function. We find simplicity, we integrate this in, and we allow ourselves to be the leaders in this brain-based movement that is happening across all the professions. People are starting to realize, providers are starting to realize, we can't start at trying to treat the end you know, observable manifested symptom of a behavioral learning, socialization, mental health challenge, we need to first look at what is the state of the nervous system? How does the state of the nervous system impact the way that an individual is engaging, connecting, and learning from their world? And therefore, chiropractors, 
We have to be at the forefront of leading this, but we have to first understand ourselves. We have to understand how it all goes together. We have to understand um, how to simply communicate it, how to simply have brain-based process and procedures in your office, to not take you away from chiropractic, to make the case for chiropractic, to allow us as chiropractors to be the quarterback of the team, sometimes working with the whole team, but be the foundation or the quarterback of being able to check the box of a monitored and healthy nervous system. And then what might we need in addition to that? We teach you that in the Focus Academy, Focus Certification Series, Brain Blossom Doctors have, um, which you can access after the certification series. You have access to more tools in addition to um, the the found being the, the foundation or the quarterback you have access to other tools to add in when necessary but stay simple stay chiropractic lead with the brain now more than ever we need chiropractors putting these pieces together leading the way this is our time we can improve results we can improve abundance in your practices and we can improve utilization but we need to lead the way with the brain-based concepts and brain-based movement this is what we do. So love that you all are in here. Um, tell me um, if, you know, tell me underneath here, what is one thing that you struggle to integrate in your exam? Is it primitive reflexes? Is it eye movements? One thing that you want to know more about, is it gross motor? Is it observational skills? On that second piece of the exam, that second question, what is it that you're like, I have no idea how to integrate that into my exam simply to make the case for chiropractic? So primitive reflexes, auditory verbal, eye movements, visual cognition, these are the things. Tell me which one you need more help in and I'm here for you. Um, we have a certification series open now if you want more info on that, be watching. Um, we always sell out, we'll sell out again. Our next live training with that is in August 12th and 13th. Um, otherwise, uh, those of you who will be there, great. Those of you who wanna jump in, great. Um, those of you who are in here learning, great. See you soon, be well, do good work.